Okay. Okay, here we go. Uh, wow. Episode two. Here we are. I did not expect people to jump on board right away. Uh, before the podcast was even released on major streaming platforms, people were already downloading and diving in. So that's awesome. That must mean that uh, doing something right with the topic, which we didn't even have time to dive into. But we're going to dive in a little more uh, this week. And uh, let's go ahead and get to it. BHS, here we go. Okay, so before I can expect any of you to open up, start calling in and emailing and, and uh, sharing your stories so that everyone else can relate and we can all feel like we're on the same page and we're all normal, normal human beings, uh, I guess I should probably tell you a little bit about myself. And uh, without going into too long of a story, I don't want to bore anybody, but of course, by all means, if you want to hear more, uh, go ahead and email and let me know. Uh, the email is always going to be in the description, the show description. And um, yeah, go ahead and feel free to let me know if you enjoy what I'm talking about. And I will do my best to uh, extend the story a little deeper. Uh, but basics, let's go through the basics of why I uh, came up with the show, what my background is and where I'm coming from. Let me tell you a story. So basically, uh, sometime in the mid-80s, uh, maybe around 1984, I think I was about in the second or third grade, and my parents uh, decided things weren't working, and they were going to get a divorce. Now, this happens a lot. Um... Uh, a lot of people go through this, might not seem like a big deal in the beginning. And then the story started to get interesting because that was also uh, the same time that I found out that the man I was calling dad for as long as I can remember from when I, the time I thought when I was born was not actually my birth father. And that came to a surprise because when my mom and him had split, I'm wondering why myself and my older sister are not going over for visitation, and our two younger siblings, our two younger brothers were. And, um, you know, that was, now as an adult who is in a blended family myself right now, that is somewhat understandable, but I just wish that there had been some honesty from the beginning, and uh, some people might agree with that or disagree with that based on what your beliefs are and family. And if, you know, when you really, if you really think you're going to make it, then you feel like there's no reason to probably tell the children because in my eyes, he was my father. That was the only man I knew was my dad. And if things would have worked out between them, then maybe that would have been fine. And they might not have ever had to tell me, I don't know, but that wasn't the case. So they separated and went their separate ways. And myself and my older sister we're kind of just on our own with our mother and our two younger siblings spent a lot of time with their father and they eventually had moved in with him on to the next part of the story. So, uh, first and foremost, I should probably put out there that I absolutely love and respect my mother. 
but she was young when she had us. Poor choices were made, and I don't blame her for that. Uh, it was just, you know, the, it was the circumstances and the environment. And when she had been married to that first gentleman, she had a little bit of structure, and we were used to that as well. Um, unfortunately, when she was on her own, she was struggling and started to, um, I know some best way I can put this, I guess, you know, she was just in the wrong environment around the wrong people because she was leaning on others for some help with us kids. And um, so we went from one lifestyle of growing up in uh, sturdy, uh, I I wouldn't call it the most positive household because we got the shit beat out of us all the time. That's a whole nother story. But, uh, you know, we went to church. We had a roof over our head. We never had to worry about eating, all of that stuff with her ex-husband. And then next thing you know, my mom is constantly gone. She was working nights doing janitorial work. And then when she wasn't home, she was out at clubs and partying. And, you know, she like I said, she was young at the time. She was still in her 20s. And uh, this was something that was we, we were not used to, but we went from that structure to being at home alone a lot, being in low-income neighborhoods. Uh, we were surrounded by gangs and drugs. And what's strange is the area that we were growing up in, if you're a local in the Pacific Northwest area, specifically the Olympia area, it's not known for gangs and drugs. But unfortunately, uh, we happened to, I, I don't want to say my family was responsible for having the gangs in the area, but we'll just safely say, without putting any names out there, that whenever something wrong was going on in the Olympia area, pretty much the entire 90s, all the way from late 80s to the late 90s, they were pretty much coming to our house to investigate because they knew that somehow, some way, somebody was always related to our household. And I apologize to everyone in the Olympia area. I was young myself. Uh, I was a victim. I was not uh, involved in this as much as it may have seen from the outside because people who do not grow up in that environment do not realize that everyone in the house is is not to blame. It was what we grew up in and just how it was. Okay, so without going too far into that, let me spin things back a little bit where I was getting off track. Okay, so I had to restart and uh, get back on track here because I was getting a little bit too deep into another story. So let me try to stay my, my best on track. We're only on episode two. We got a long way to go. I got plenty of time to tell you all the dirt. Um, on here that, that I grew up with. So basically, long story short, um, we were around a lot of uh, crime and drugs, unfortunately. And it wasn't so much that it was being, you know, drugs were being used in the house, but, you know, it was the environment that we were in. And, um, you know, so going from being this normal going to church on Sundays family to all of a sudden, you know, we're barely paying the bills and we're surrounded 
by gangbangers that are helping pay the bills, you know, so that's kind of why they had just free range of the house. Um, you know, it was, it was a shock. And when I apologize if you're hearing some background noise, I'm still insulating my studio space here in my home. But, um, if you can imagine myself, you know, I was, I was a nerdy young kid and, you know, I, I had the big, Coke bottle glasses and my hair was all crazy, you know, <laughs> that's again, another story, just being a mixed kid with a white mom who doesn't know how to do your hair. I mean, that was just a, a mess <laughs> anyway, but I'm, a, you know, between the ages of like eight and 12 years old, I'm learning how to shoot handguns and learning how to scale weed and all kinds of crazy stuff. Like it was definitely not normal. And now that that's all something that has been, you know, behind me, uh, it's something that, I mean, yes, it was difficult to go through. It went on for years and years. I mean, beyond, you know, until I moved out pretty much um, at about 17 years old. Actually, I was, oh, yeah, I stayed with my, my grandmother for some time, so moved out probably around 15 years old but that's besides the story but um yeah so that was a definitely a shock um and what was even more strange is in my weird little world that I was in it didn't seem that crazy at the time and and from the outside looking in you know people would be shocked to hear that you know cuz they're like you know what do you mean you're 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 growing up so young and you you know your mom's going out you're home alone all the time and you're with you know gangbangers I'm being asked to carry backpacks and make deliveries and all kinds of stuff and don't ask questions and you didn't see this and you know hold this and and again in in my strange world it seemed normal and I had I had one good friend down the street and growing up in this small town there was not too many black folks at the time and I know that Olympia has grown a lot since then, but man, the community was small back then, and we all knew who each other were, and you know, the black folks that were there, you know, we all huddled together and supported each other, and unfortunately, a lot of us were sharing similar lifestyle, and you know, my friends, they they were aware of what was going on in my house, and they had similar things going on in their house, unfortunately, and it sucked to be a stereotype and it, you know, pisses me off to almost, you know, ah, again, this, this is like a difficult topic to talk about, but that's why I'm here because this is a platform I wanted to create so that myself and people like me could feel somewhat normal, you know, have a shoulder to lean on and, and to talk about this stuff, because I know that there's somebody out there who's listening to this right now, and they know exactly what I'm talking about, and they know why I'm having difficulty expressing myself and turning that into words, and it's the reason why I've been in counseling off and on throughout my entire life, and um, it's okay, you know, it's okay for us to feel fucked up about her past, but also feel like there's nothing wrong with it because people, their past affects them in different ways. You know, I have 
people who are in my community who somehow the way we grew up, they've just, they fell in the trap and they're still living that way. Or some of them, including my close friend that lived down the street, have passed away um, because, you know, the streets got them. And then there was people like myself who everything, everything that I saw around me, I just knew. I said, this, this is not what I want. And even, even though it was somewhat my, you know, again, it was my world. It was what I was growing up in, and it seemed somewhat normal. When I would see, go, you know, go to my friend's house to spend the night from school or whatever, and I would see what they had going on in their household, and the family was sitting down together for dinner, and both parents were working normal jobs, and they had a car that actually started every single day. And I was just sitting there looking at that, and I said, man, this is this is what I want. I don't want to be going to clubs. I don't want to be getting high. I don't want to be, you know, banging in the streets, all that stuff. And and even all the the bangers that were in my house were even saying they would say, "Hey man, we you're smart. You know, don't end up like us. You know, get off these streets, go to school. You know, get out of here. You know, don't end up like us." And of course, I got caught up in it a little bit when I got older, especially when I was driving and Thank God that I'm still here today because there's so many small choices that we make in our lives where we could have, you know, we get those forks in the road and depending on if you go to the right or the left, your story could have been completely different. And, you know, I had, I had to go to counseling myself for survival guilt because when my, the night that my good friend uh, fortunately had lost his life was a night that I was supposed to be with him. And I made the choice that I didn't want to go out and I stayed home. And I I felt guilty, as crazy as it sounds, I felt guilty that I did not lose my life with him or that I wasn't there trying to defend his life. But I had to eventually step out of that box and realize I I made a positive choice in my life to stay home and and to slowly turn my back to that lifestyle. And I can't be responsible for someone else's choices. And I still struggle with that today, but it, I know in my heart that it's the truth. And we have to be responsible for our own choices that we make and for, the, the, you know, for our future, for what we want for our kids. I've always wanted better for my kids than I had for myself. And this is kind of a lot to fit in all on this, you know, like I said, we're only on episode two, so I'm trying not to dive too deep. I'm a little bit all over the place, but I think even though I'm a little bit all over the place, you kind of know, you get the gist of, yeah, okay, things were, things were fucked up, you know, we're not going to sugarcoat anything, and there's definitely a lot more stories in my past, but I just wanted to let you know from one person to another that, um, hey, I'm here, you know, you're not, you're not crazy, there's nothing wrong with how you came up, all, all that we can do, we don't choose who our parents are, we don't choose our environment when we're children, all we can do is choose to make our future better, and I've worked hard to get where I am today, um, I've self-educated, I've constantly online or in books, like, just reading, trying to better myself. Um, and 
I didn't graduate even from high school. I, you know, I went and got my GED though, and I enlisted in the military, did all of that. Um, but I just knew I wanted something positive. I was grabbing onto everything, and um, I feel like I still have a lot of growing to do. But I've definitely achieved more than anyone I grew up around had ever achieved. And, you know, they might call you a sellout. They might tell you, you you know, you're not the same. You changed. But, you know, we really we really can't let that affect us, because when it comes down to it, when you think about your past and you think about all the fucked up stuff that you went through. Just, you know, think about your child, whether your children are are young or they're teenagers or maybe you don't even have any children yet, you know, but just think about what you went through and how you would just never want to put a child through that. And like I said, I love my mom. I, I don't want it, this to come off as if, you know, if she's listening, mom, I love you. I don't want you to think I'm disrespecting you in any way. But, you know, you know, times were hard. And back, you know, back in those days in, in the 80s and 90s, the Internet was kind of a thing, but it's definitely not like it is now. So it wasn't like all this easy put on social media that you're having trouble with this or that. And everybody comes out with a GoFundMe and pays your rent for you or or whatever. Um, there, w- there wasn't any of that. And it was hard to f- find programs, you know, even getting housing and stuff like that was a challenge you really had to know people and you had to know where to go and especially in a smaller city like where where I was at um you definitely had to to know people and programs churches all that stuff to help you out and i'm th- i'm thankful for all of that you know um even though, even though a lot of that stuff from the food bank was just cakes and cookies i mean we still had food to eat and um yeah i, p- I appreciate all of that so this, again, is a little bit all over the place, and I appreciate you if you have been listening this long, because I am by no means a professional podcaster or um, radio host or anything like that, but I, I just really wanted, like I said, a place for, for people like me, for, for people like you and me. If you're listening to this, you're like me, and um, there's no judgment here, there's not, you know nobody's past is worse or better than the others. If you have any kind of broken home situation at all that you grew up in, um, it affects people different ways. So, you know, it could be something, you know, just your mom and dad were divorced and you had it, you know, rough going to the food bank stuff, all the way up to, again, you know, gangs, drugs, whatever. There's no judgment here. Nobody's better or worse than anybody else. But I would definitely love it if people would reach out and share their stories because the more of us that are going to share our stories, the more comfortable we're going to start to feel. And it, it just feels somewhat normal and comforting to be with people that are like you. And I've said that before, but it's the truth. Um, so with that being said, I think this is probably a good space for me to go ahead and end this episode. Um, I'm going to go ahead 
and leave some a link in the show notes um, for uh, emails so we can email. Also, uh, any independent artists out there, if you are wondering, is this host the same Tai Lu that is the music producer of a lot of hip hop songs you probably listen to? The answer is yes. This is a totally different thing I'm doing here. So I'm not trying to literally uh, promote my own work or anything like that. But um, I will be leaving uh, notes for independent artists that I will be playing on the outro of each episode. Uh, the episode before this uh, was one of uh, my songs that I had done uh, about a year ago. But I want to eventually get it to the point where I'm starting to play all of your music or someone that you know uh, would love to share that as, all, as well. Because I'm always trying to help other people out, uh, pay it forward. And uh, yeah, so uh, email is in the notes. Uh, links to music that you hear on here will be in the notes. And uh, also... Just feel free to reach out in general. Let me know what you want to hear. And um, I'm going to be doing some interviews uh, soon. And we'll get some other people's perspective on what their situations were coming up and maybe some things that have helped them, whether, you know, it's counseling, medication, a friend to lean on, whatever it was. And everybody has their, their own, uh, you know, thing that helps them uh, through those dark times. And also for the youth, if you are younger and listening to this, um, I'm going to be having some topics to talk to y'all too, because it's one thing for somebody like me, I've, you know, I've been through it and I'm an adult now, but there's some of the youth that are, they're there, they're living it right now. And they feel like, you know, there might be no hope. Some people's situations are real bad and I don't want people to, you know, get, you know, any bad thoughts with self-harm or, you know, making rash decisions that are going to really mess up things in their life. So uh, we'll try to talk about some some ways to help with that as well. Um, so anyway, again, uh, this is Tyloo. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for sticking around. And I will try to keep creating some more fun content, you know, not just dark stories but you know we got to get on some fun shit too you know and uh just enjoy talking and uh having a good time and again thank you so much love y'all later i have seen so many people i have met some good some evil get a little different when they know you crazy get a little different just embrace your crazy go have some kids Caught us all slipping, and you know it. Go, 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 go. Ah, hit on with us. Yeah, yeah.